Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. In Washington, D.C., the owners of three high-end brothels have been arrested, which may lead mm-hmm. to the discovery of a black book full mm-hmm. of powerful politicians. And in New York, a maniac is wanted for a string of subway attacks in which women are targeted. And if you think we can go more than four episodes without Mike mentioning Murdoch, well, oh think again. God. Think again. That can't happen. His obsession continues. These stories and more coming at you today, Friday, November 10th on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Friday, guys. What up, Friday? Friday, Friday. Friday fun day. Got to say two quick things as we uh, uh, get into this Friday show. November 10th of 1929. Sal Agavino was born in Brooklyn, New York. My father would have been 94 today. Really? Oh, wow. Love you, Dad. Miss you. Uh, sorry. My niece, Sally Beth, born on November 10th. So she got my father's name. So my sister named her daughter Sally Beth after my father, Sal. Uh, Sally turns 30 today. And my wife is on a plane on her way to see Sally for her uh, shower before her wedding, and Sally has been battling cancer here for the last year, oh, and is going so. to walk down the aisle in a month. And you are the greatest kid in the world, and I love you to death, and so proud of you. That's awesome. Real, real quick, because uh, I'm remiss for Thursday show. My oldest, Kate Michelle Overton, turned 25. 25. 25. Can you believe that? She's out in San Diego. You, well, you must have been life. 16 when yeah, that And my brother, happened. who died when he was seven, his birthday was on the 8th, David. Okay. So, anyway. Well, I don't have any birthdays going right. on today hey, that but, I'm aware of. But you got a present for everybody. Tell them about it real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, y'all going to love you know, this shit. I'm going to geek out with y'all really fast. And, you know, I do some back work stuff for the show and behind the scenes things. And always digging, always researching, always improving the Vision Podcast Studio. One of the things that I did was uh, we have, we're trying to improve the listener experience from a visual standpoint. Right. And one of the ways in which you do that is obviously by. Uh, showing pictures of the topics you're talking about, which we post on Facebook and videos and right. all that, and it's on fire, and we do a great job with that, and y'all seem to enjoy it. Uh, but another thing that you're going to be able to do now, and this is with certain apps, we haven't figured out all of the ones, but I, I'll mention one, which is called Overcast. Uh, I know that it works through this app, so if you don't have it, check it out. It's a really, really neat it's app. A podcast listening app. Podcast I've been, listening I've been app. using it for 10 years, folks believe it is the best podcatcher app out there you can do not only uh ad supported podcasts but if you listen to a bunch of subscription-based podcasts through patreon or apple or others you can get them on that app as well that's right and and this is not a paid advertisement right this is not a commercial for them we're really uh it ought to be 
Where it ought to be. Yes, it ought to be. Uh, but one of the things you can do through that app is as you're listening to the show, when we switch from one topic to another, an actual picture of whatever we're talking about will pop up. If we're talking about uh, Murdaugh in, in, in jail, it might pop up a picture of Murdaugh in jail. Right, so you right. can kind of see that and have that visual. But not only that, you can you can actually scroll over on that picture and it'll bring up the timestamps for each segment. And you can clip on click on if you want to hear kinky what, crimes before you what, step into work, you can click on it and do that. What's, what's really important about that is that every time Mike's story comes up, they can just skip, Meg, over. Meg, skip Megan right Haley, over. Megan Haley's gonna love this app. She can yeah. just go right in and go to your stories and not have to hear my voice. As a matter of fact, what we're gonna do is for Mike's stories, we'll put Mike's story slash and that way, it'll be real easy to find and, and skip if you call want to. this the Megan Haley. Anyway, it's 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 genius, y'all, and we'll go, we'll keep updating you on it as Jim does it. But I'm a visual person too, but and, and listening to stories is great. But having the pictures pop up and having the ability to go to whatever section you want to listen to. Um, it's fire. So a great job, Jonah. Thank I, you. I and, that. and, uh, get, you know, like we said, it's, it's certain apps have that technology, certain do not yet. So if your particular app doesn't, I know overcast does, and I'll keep you posted on some others yeah. as I find And, and them. we'll put them on social media. I'll yeah. say, I mean, I've been doing it over six years and I've never seen body that had that yet. So the, uh, as far as podcasting, that's right. But it's amazing. Let's get into some crime time for Friday. All right, and we're going to bring you to Washington, D.C. Yeah, first today. Some big news coming out of some Washington, people's in trouble. People going to be in trouble, I bet you. I guarantee you there's some marriages right now right. that are on the rocks. I thought the Ashley Madison scandal was bad. <laughs> the Justice Department said on Wednesday it is investigating politicians, military officers, and government contractors for buying sex through high-end brothel a high-end brothel network operating in massachusetts and the dc suburbs Mm -hmm. federal prosecutors in massachusetts charged three people with running the network han lee jumayung lee of massachusetts and james lee of california the two massachusetts defendants were scheduled to have an initial court appearance wednesday afternoon The D.C. area brothels were located in Fairfax and Tysons, Virginia. The defendants uh, rented high-end apartments, paid for women's flights and transportation, and advertised sexual services available for hourly rates ranging from $350 to $600. Prospective buyer. An hour? An hour. Well, I mean, yeah, they ain't cheap over there. Yeah. Yeah. Prospective buyers were instructed to fill out forms with detailed personal information, including their names, addresses, employers, and a reference if they have one. So it's like going to the doctor's office. You know, they hand you that clipboard and you get all aggravated. There you go. You are if you're dumb enough to do that. Yeah. Apparently, they had a lot of dumb people. The Justice Department said it is investigating numerous people who may have paid for sex, including politicians, high tech, and pharmaceutical executives, doctors, military officers, government contractors, and secure. Uh, all most of these individuals possess security clearances. Exactly. Um, they professors, lawyers, scientists. The yep. department gave no further details about these individuals. Tyson's, where one brothel was located, is a 30-minute drive from D.C. and is a hub for the tech and defense sectors. 
An agent with the Department of Homeland Security said he believes there are potential of a, of hundreds of yet to be identified customers who availed themselves in this scheme. The agent described using cell phone location data, physical surveillance, financial records, and interviews with customers to track down information. A lawyer for Jun Myung Lee how you like them apples did not immediately respond to a request for comment. A lawyer for Han Lee declined to comment reached by phone. The manager for the Tyson's apartment complex described in the affidavit said she had no information about the investigation. And I'm just going to start this off with, I mean, really? Yeah. That's a, it seems like a big waste this. of money to me, brother. Well, and that is, is not I know it's illegal, but, Come yeah, on. Yeah, you know what? The, the, oh, you mean what, the investigation? Not, yeah, I yeah, mean the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, well, what about the, the $600 an hour? That, the, <laughs> that's the, right. Waste of money too. The problem is. They're paying they for sex, get, man. They, I, I get that. But the, um, them having security clearance and everything else, and I don't know if the Lees or Chinese or Vietnamese or whatever, they could come back on you on that, right? Right. Like that, and that, use that as a way to try to get information. That's uh, the point. Yeah. So when you say military officers ooh, and, and the scientists and all that, so I got a buddy of mine, and he won't say he works for the CIA, but he he's he's a doctor and a physicist and all of this. And when he goes to his work, I know he they have to leave their cell phones and shit outside the building, and, and they scan them and search them coming and going. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, if they get one of these people in there and the penis makes them weak. And then and it gets some pillow talk out of them, and it could be a real problem. Penis makes them weak. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Makes them. Yeah, well, and, you know, the, the right. And I think that's where the right. issue lies. I think you hit it, the nail on the head because yeah. they act in and of itself. Right. Look, man, you know, you take someone to dinner, it's a couple hundred bucks. Right, if, right, you get, right. if you yeah, get you laid that for, night, did you pay $200 another, for, right, right. to get laid? I mean, for one look, you can get the buffet. You can get you can get the champagne room for two hours. Uh, the girl of your choice at the landing strip. Right. It, I mean, yep. for less than that six hundred dollars. And yes, indeed. I'm hoping uh, the uh, management landing strip. There's is no sex in the champagne. Buy this right? advertising. Well, it's uh, going to be interesting campaign. to see how many people are actually compromised. Uh, uh, First one to go. Who are they going to get? Somebody. No. Somebody in Congress. Somebody in Congress. Who are they going to get? Oh, I have. No what idea. creepy Congress person? I don't pay attention to politics. Okay. <laughs> no fun. No fun. That, hopefully that the only one I never mind, it doesn't even matter. But the, uh all right. Let's go to Mike's town. The big apple. And a maniac has assaulted four women in separate attacks in Brooklyn subways, according to the NYPD. The attacks have taken place over the past ten days, but the suspect is still at large. The attacker first struck around 8 a.m. on October 28 when he walked up to a 46-year-old woman and punched her in the head and face on the southbound R train. He then fled the station, and the woman was taken to a medical center in stable condition. That same day, around noon, the suspect is accused of slugging a 32-year-old woman in the face as she boarded a northbound train. That, um... That woman suffered minor injuries and refused medical attention. Two days later, in the same station, the assailant socked a 24-year-old woman in the face on the northbound train platform and ran away on foot. The woman in the third attack refused medical attention. 
In the most recent attack, which happened Friday, the man approached a 53-year-old woman on a northbound train at Flatbush Avenue Station and began yelling at her. He then punched her multiple times in the face before fleeing, according to the NYPD. The fourth victim sustained minor injuries and refused medical attention. All four attacks were unprovoked, and none of the victims recognized the suspect. The series of assaults follow a pattern of increasing violence in the city's subway system. Transit felony assaults are up 4.5% this year compared to the same time period last year, and there have been 491 felony assaults in the transit system so far in 2023. Now, this dude might have some anger issues. Uh, or he might, well, what, maybe he's he mad at his mama. What's unbelievable is they have this un- great, clear picture that of him. That was oh. what I was going to say. Yeah. How, how, can they not, how can no one in New York City know who this freaking guy is that's and why, identify him? That's why we brought in RRC Daily because now we're bringing worldwide attention to it. He's not getting the proper Look, and I've never been on a subway or ridden oh, yeah. a subway or anything right. like that, but I would imagine those subway terminals have cameras everywhere, right? Or do they? Mm. They never did. I don't. I don't know if they do. Really? I don't That's know surprising. If they do to. Uh, I'm going to say no. I mean, when you think about all the the crimes that have gone on, it's always someone's uh, cell phone camera that's getting that. that yeah, that's I, true. I, don't I think they've got them. I'm surprised they they don't. Um, yeah, they because that's just where get destroyed easily by you know they, they must have they get vandalized like really entrances the, the the stairways going down because there's nowhere high to put them yeah I mean you don't you don't have high ceilings yeah. anywhere um, hmm. you know maybe in Grand Central in the main Grand Central area but once you get down into a subway or any of the you know smaller subway stations along the uh, the way you've got low ceilings in those tunnels yeah. Well, hopefully with that clear picture, and we'll post that on Facebook, but with that clear picture, uh, somebody will recognize him. Maybe one of our listeners will and recognize him. And post it in the new app thing that you're working, right? Yeah, visual that's aids, right. right. Visual aids. He's still out there as of this morning, and they're uh, they're throwing reward money out there and Crime Stoppers Hotline, yeah, all that get him. stuff. So. They'll get him now that we brought attention to it. That's right. Hell, he might listen to us. Right. <laughs> go turn yourself in, homie. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get punched. We don't in approve. The, you're going to get punched in the face. Right. Well, you asked for it, and you got it. Please tell me it's Murdoch. We bring it's, you breaking news regarding all Woody team member and all around great guy who would never, ever, ever hurt Maggie or Papa. Right. Alex Murdoch. Yeah. The South Carolina court clerk at the center of Murdoch's attempt to get a new trial broke her silence in a statement filed by prosecutors on Tuesday. She vehemently denies that she tried in any way to sway jurors toward a swift conviction. Quote, I did not tell the jury not to be fooled by evidence. I did not instruct the jury to watch him closely. I did not instruct the jury to look at his actions. I did not instruct the jury to look at his movements. I did not say to the jury this shouldn't take, take long. Rebecca Hill further denied conversing with jurors about the case or preventing them from taking smoke breaks until uh, they had wrapped up deliberation. She denied everything she's been accused of. In the three-page affidavit that denies 26 separate allegations, the Colleton County County Clerk, Court Clerk, 
also declared that she did not fabricate a Facebook post in order to get an undecided juror kicked off the panel. Indeed, the machinations alleged do not even begin to make sense, Deputy Attorney General Creighton Waters wrote in the filing. Only Alex Murdoch could conceive of such a confounded gambit as even remotely plausible, and he is projecting his own calculating, manipulative psyche onto a dedicated public servant in an effort to save himself. In their motion for a new trial, defense lawyers Dick Harputlian and Jim Griffin, you remember those dudes, accused Rebecca Hill of pressuring jurors to reach a swift, guilty verdict so she could secure a book deal. The South Carolina AG's office, which prosecuted the case, asked the judge to deny the defense's motion for a hearing about a new trial based upon four juror allegations of misconduct by Hill. Murdar's lawyers cited affidavits from juror number 630, who deliberated, juror number 785, who was removed from the panel for discussing the case, and a defense paralegal who memorialized statements from jurors 741 and 326. So the uh, Murdoch's lawyers identified four different jurors. Um, The prosecution filing noted a curious twist. Juror number 630 happens to be juror number 785's tenant. That's not good. So they're kind of a combined team there working together. Mm. Even if the defense's accusations are true, the prosecutor argued none of the jurors who deliberated alleged their verdict was based upon pressure applied from Hill. So, in other words, even if she did uh, apply pressure, they didn't respond to her pressure. They did what they did because that's what they felt was the right thing to do. If the court agrees to grant a hearing on a new trial, Waters wrote that the state would prove the, quote, uh, allegations to be unfounded and not credible. Sled agents interviewed most of the jurors, but not the landlord-tenant duo we spoke of who provided affidavits directly to the defense team. Mm. None of those interviewed by Sled corroborated or uh, corroborated the tampering claims, according to the filing. In addition, four court staffers also, also provided statements denying that Hill had inappropriate conversations with jurors. So well, I, I just want to say... Thank you again for giving me your OnlyFans login. And y'all, Miss Hill has her own OnlyFans page now. She doesn't need a book deal. Does she really? Yeah. No. I just made it up. Have you taken a good look at Miss Hill? No, I haven't. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of 65-plus uh Hey, folks you know, with OnlyFans accounts. Don't be age shame. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not you shaming have her. I'm saying, no, I'm 65 plus. Uh. <laughs> I've got a couple of years to go. What do you think? <laughs> Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies 
really kicked up with it, right? I use AstroPro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directive for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. AstroPro and go. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, and I'm not far behind you, bro. <laughs> and look, we're gonna we're gonna move on. And a Playboy model and her son right. have been banned from an ice rink in Florida mm. after unacceptable conduct during a kids' ice hockey game. Oh, Sarah Blake Cheek and her family are now Cheek. no yes are now <laughs> no longer permitted in the building because of that unacceptable behavior at a recent game that Blake Cheek's son played in. The mom of four insists that she wasn't the problem, believing they have been punished for who she is rather than what happened. Only fans. In her version of events, there were multiple parent fights in the stands that night. And Sarah herself only got involved after one father who had been mocking her throughout the game laughed when her boy got cheap shotted on the boards. The 32-year-old said, I turned around and said, seriously? He said, shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. Oh, my God. I'm quoting, and then proceeds to tell me he will beat my fucking ass. <laughs> of course, I defend my son. What kind of adult cheers for a hurt kid? My husband stands up and tells him that's enough, and things settle down, and we finish the game. She adds, the environment that night was insane. A referee and a couple of dads had words. There were six other incidents. Uh, yet we were the only ones banned from the rink. The former salon owner, who now makes money from modeling and OnlyFans, ah, I said it, I added, it. I go above and beyond to conceal my identity at my kids' games because of how famous I am. But there are always bad apples in the bunch who seem to target you where it hurts the most, and that's towards my kids. This all happened at Ellington Ice Sports Complex in Florida, and the general manager of the rink later got in touch with Sarah to inform her of the ban. The email said, it has been decided by rink management that your child is no longer allowed to play and your family is no longer permitted into the building. The conduct displayed at Friday's game via video footage and interviews with patrons was unacceptable and is not tolerated at the rink. Sarah, who earns up to $50,000 a month for her work on OnlyFans. I got to get me one of those, man. Said that her boy was devastated when he was told... He couldn't play. She believes she was targeted because she is an OnlyFans and Playboy model. When we finally told Cam he didn't believe us, she said he thought we were pranking him. 
he started crying. She added, it's shocking to me that anyone has an issue with what I do for a living because you have to seek it out and pay for it. After the incident, I did have 12 requests from dads at the rink. I bet she did. (laughs) I I don't use my kids' hockey games to advertise for my business. I don't confirm requests from other dads on my social media. So they have to do those things anonymously. And so no more hockey and she thinks it's because of her She's modeling. making six hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year for showing just her, on OnlyFans, showing her boobs. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, more than that, if well, it's fifty thousand a month. Well, I don't know because I'm right? not on there. I guess today didn't give me his login yet. No, fifty a month is six hundred. Yeah, six hundred thousand. But, but she does modeling uh, on the side as well, so she probably makes a million dollars with all her stuff. Oh, sure. She, but she said she specifically makes fifty and, and a, month, a beautiful woman, and and. Uh, and probably she's going to get more. Right. <laughs> so we'll post her picture I, on the Facebook. Yeah. Hey, one of you fans out there, go ahead and send me your login so I can yeah. check all this Mike, stuff Mike's going to be a subscriber tonight. <laughs> He's already subscribing to <laughs> Mike, Mike's thinking through whether. So, you know, as a business, you can refuse service to anyone. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but that's a league Oh right. no! They throw their ass it, out. It, on it's a league playing in a venue, and this is the owner of the venue. Throwing uh, that it? that appears to be the case, but the league may be in agreements with it. I, I don't know. Uh, well, it may, it may, and the league exclusively plays in that venue. I don't know. That, must, that there's must some be, must worth, be. I I think some of the you know you get these two teachers that are suspended there in in uh, the St. Louis, Louis area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I can't imagine that there's a lot of ice skate rinks in that in that little town in Florida. I mean, no, you know, uh, that might be the only place. It, it probably is the only place, and they probably play the games at three o'clock in the morning. Which California, the, that's the only way that they could play hockey and have leagues is you're playing at two and three in the morning because you barely have uh, any rinks. You got to travel far to do it. But uh, but it seems like uh, the rights of some of these people on that platform are uh, are really being challenged and they're losing jobs and being uh, kicked out of places. I don't think they have a right to do that. Well, see. I don't know. Mike said he would represent her. I was going to say Mike needs to get should have stayed in law school. Law degrees. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, all right. Y'all already know that I'm the correspondent for both Otters and Wells, and I find this story particularly disturbing. The murders in this case are killer whales, and the victim is a poor baby otter's mother, right? Mm. At the same time, it's an utterly incredible tale of survival. (laughs) A newborn sea otter is on her way to full recovery after surviving a violent attack by two wild orcas earlier this month. I call that survival of the fittest. The female pup, who has yet to be named, and her mother were floating in the ocean near Homer, Alaska, when the killer whales set their sight on the pair. A chilling video taken from a nearby fishing boat shows the whales using their powerful tails to smack the otters from beneath the surface, sending the pup and her mother flying through the air. And the orcas relentlessly pursued the pair, taking turns to kick the otters and push them beneath the surface. The mother otter refused to not dive beneath the surface to escape the attackers, uh, which which is a typical method of survival for otters when attacked. 
she did this because her pup was only a few hours old. Mm. And ultimately, the whale separated the pair and targeted the mother until she didn't resurface. The orca swim away after their kill, leaving the crying orphan pup alone to survive its first few hours of life without its mom. But luckily, an ASLC lab tech and a wildlife response team member happened to be aboard the fishing boat and rushed in action to rescue the newborn. They said, it wasn't until the entire event ended. The wild orcas had left the area, and the pup started crying out for his mom that I knew we had to think about the next move, Natalie Hunter said. After getting permission from the SLC, Hunter and friends, who had also had experience with wildlife rescue, pulled the pup from the water and immediately began care. Her cries were gurgly, and when we got her out of the water, she was soaked. Her coat was repelling water and keeping her buoyant like it should have been. The group rescued the pup just in time. An evaluation showed the baby was fatigued and hungry and was still attached to the umbilical cord, indicating it was only a few days old. She was taken to the ASLC Wildlife Response Center in Anchorage, and the newborn otter's attack is a unique story for the center, which typically responds to struggling animals without knowing the circumstances led up to the rescue. They said, very rarely do we know how a wildlife response patient got to the location and the condition it was found in. For most reported cases of abandoned seal or otter pup, we have the reporter watch for a length of time to see if another if the mother returns. In this rare case, we know exactly what happened to the newborn pup, said the curator. The center later discovered that the killer whales were from a pod of transient orcas known to prey on animals. Well, fuck, that's... Like a gang. That's, that's putting It's a gang. That's just part of human life. There's a reason they call life. them killer whales. Right? The orphan pup is the second one admitted to ASLC in less than a week. And another female baby was found five days earlier. Likely the three-month-old uh, was dehydrated, malnourished, and showed signs of severe stress. And both otter pups are under the constant supervision at ASLC, and they work toward their recovery. Northern sea otter pups receive constant care and attention from their moms until around six months old. Mm. Um, Whales got to eat, too. Yeah, and orcas ain't no joke. (laughs) They got to eat. That is a gang of just bad whales. Hey, bad, bad, bad whales. Bad, bad whales. You don't see that mama's got a little baby. I mean, <laughs> this is oh why this is why we're having the SeaWorld event and on we February are 30th, huh? on February 30th yeah. of 2024 to make sure that people understand. That. So there's no shark called killer shark. There's not a breed of shark called killer shark like that whale. That's great white it's, sharks. It's just understood. <laughs> Bull sharks and the great whites are, are killers. Killer whales. I, I don't have tiger sharks. I like, tiger I like whales. Bad. Yeah, I like tiger whales. Bad. I like the whale. The the music they play. You know the the voices. And shit. Mm-hmm. The music. They play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see a killer whale running around with big headphones on, and yeah, well, they'd be talking to each other. Okay. So. Yep. Well, okay, we're going to move to Texas, and this is a this is a controversial story, and you know the board had to had to be brought in on this story. So before before I was approved to bring you this story, I had to win a rather lengthy battle against Jim with the board. It seems the board's record keeping was less detailed than it should be, according to the bylaws, and they erroneously believed that Jim was the official correspondent for all stories involving gamecocks. 
After much debate, it was determined that Jim's expertise and exclusivity pertain strictly to Cox and not Gamecocks. Therefore, I am sanctioned to bring you this story. A sellout a crowd of nearly 300 people in Texas on Sunday were saddened to learn that the event they came to see was not going to happen. It was replaced with a new event. The new event involved San Jacinto County sheriffs chasing after the 300 cock enthusiasts who had come to see some quality fighting. 19 cock enthusiasts were not swift enough to escape and were apprehended by deputies, according to the sheriff's office. The San Jacinto County Sheriff's Office turned to Facebook to announce that they had received a call around 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, alerting them to an alleged incident involving animal cruelty occurring at 100 Maxine Road in the county. Upon arrival at the scene, a patrol sergeant and two patrol deputies discovered an illegal cockfighting event with about 300 people in attendance in a covered structure with temporary seating, a kitchen, and a cockfighting arena. Deputies were also able to locate various items of gambling paraphernalia, including a dry erase board documenting various fights and matches between cocks, which indicated that some 44 matches had already taken place so far that day. 44 separate matches, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. Deputies stated that they were able to apprehend 19 people while others ran into the woods nearby, leaving 100 vehicles behind, which resulted in the towing of 75 vehicles with 43 pending forfeiture. According to a police report, deputies uncovered following uh, the following in their findings. 96 live cocks were uh, seized and a seizure hearing is pending for the final disposition custody of those cocks. 19 suspects were arrested on scene for observing and or participating in the cockfighting of, of which at least seven were illegal immigrants. Four custom utility trailers equipped for storing and transporting cocks have been seized and are pending forfeiture. 22 vehicles that were towed from the scene have been uh, or will be released back to registered owners. Five fully loaded semi-automatic pistols were seized from vehicles with cockfighting paraphernalia also present. A small amount of marijuana was located and seized from two vehicles with cockfighting paraphernalia also present. Deputies say in total approximately $22,096 was seized from 19 arrested suspects with one subject found to be in possession of $6,000. Is it a crime to have $6,000 in your pocket? That's kind of weird. This is an ongoing investigation with a large amount of investigative work yet to be conducted. Those found to have been at the scene will be charged to the maximum extent the law allows. That's according to Greg Capers, who is the San Jacinto County Sheriff. Animal cruelty will not be tolerated in our county. All right. Done? Yep. All right. The last state in the union to outlaw cockfighting. Louisiana, and it didn't happen until late late nineties. Um, when I was in high school, the I went to my first cock, or swim went to their first right. cockfighting thing, and I was all drunk shit. Swim was and drunk. I kept saying we're going to the chicken fights. We're going to the chicken fights. So evidently, it's not chickens <laughs> that fight. It's, it's cocks, roosters, right? So, <laughs> I remember that. It was, it was uh, but the, we used to bust them that. It, Especially with dog fights and shit, but rooster fighting was legal here. It's like to well, I say recently now it's been thirty years, 
Seems recent. Though, I'm yeah. sure it still goes on. I mean, oh, it sure goes on. Oh, then, yeah, the big thing now there's dog fighting, and I didn't have any time for that. Miss Jerry, close years that we'd we'd sneak up on them and we get the tips and set up on them, and yeah, you know, it's a pretty dangerous situation. But seizing the cash and the vehicles, every one of those vehicles is two hundred fifty dollars. They got towed, and you got to get your shit out, and you got to provide insurance and whatever. Um. Well, and I couldn't believe 44 matches. So how many matches would there Shit, actually they be? They go in on day? forever. They, 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 some of the matches don't. The matches, it's not like they have five round matches. They put them in there until they kill each other. It didn't take that long. They put, they put razor blades on their, on their legs. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. So they, they, they strap razor blades on whatever you call them, their legs or their feet, and they put them in there and they, Goodness, till they, it doesn't I take that's long. really cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So they the a match lasts a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes. And wow. then if you're chicken, no, your cock that you bet on <laughs> wins and it wins. And they have yeah. like stats on all of these uh um, cocks so they know their record uh, the, going the, in the people and know odds and everything for this betting. Not right. quite that much, but they know who's the baddest cock in the room. That's right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> who's got the biggest cock? Who's got the Damn. biggest cock. <laughs> All right, we're going to take you to Louisiana, and a woman has been arrested after a 66-year-old was beaten to death with a walker, Baton Damn Rouge man. police uh, say. The woman is accused of beating a 60, 66-year-old to death with that walker last Thursday, claiming the older woman wanted a relationship with her boyfriend. Uh-oh. Denise Law, who is 37, was booked into the East Baton Rouge Parish Prison on Friday on account of first-degree murder in the killing of Melinda Reed. Reed suffered severe head trauma when she was beaten during a confrontation between the women around 2.40 p.m. on Thursday at a residence. Witnesses at the scene told detectives that the two began to argue inside the house after Law accused Reed of wanting a relationship with her boyfriend. The argument continued as the woman walked outside, which is when when Law armed herself with a metal walker and began to strike Reed several times, causing her to fall to the ground. A witness told police that Law continued to hit Reed while she was on the ground until bystanders were able to get her to stop. Law also threw Reed's uh, cell phone into a storm drain, which it was later recovered by firefighters. Reed was taken to the hospital, but never regained consciousness. Yes, indeed. A 37-year-old beaten, because beating six, a 66-year-old to death. Because she thinks the 66-year-old, 66-year-old wants a piece of her man. Yep. And first-degree murder charge, yep. you ain't never getting out. No, no. Well, they're going to drop it down to second degree. Still ain't uh, never getting she's out. She's never getting out there. Yeah. You're right. No, and it's just another. The 37s don't belong with 66s. I mean, it's just. I don't understand people doing that. Like, horrible. Like Jim said the other day, people be cutting people's heads off like it's nothing, right? Like it's nothing. Uh, killing them. That's a, uh, an, and we did another story recently where somebody beat somebody to death with a walker. So No, but I, they had the. Uh, uh, they had the knife that came out of the bottom, the cane. Remember that the too, woman in some, uh, We in did New something York. about somebody with a walker beating mm-hmm. it. I don't know if they killed him or not, but I was just thinking, man, that's fucked up. But all right, y'all. You know, we got to do some kind of NFL re- or football reporting, even though most of you don't like it, but this is, this is actually a crime. Um, the boyfriend of – now get this. The boyfriend of former NFL great Earl Thomas's ex-wife – was arrested for stealing his identity 
in a $1.9 million scam, y'all. The Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office arrested 38-year-old New Orleans man Kevin J. Thompson, who is in a relationship with Thomas's ex-wife, Nina Thomas, according to NOPD. Well, that doesn't make any sense because that's two different organizations, but we'll go on. Thompson is accused of cashing Thomas's NFL checks, stealing from his bank account, and transferring car ownership for several vehicles. He faces charges including identity theft, forgery, money laundering, credit card fraud, computer fraud, and bank fraud. That Thomas was a seven-time Pro Bowler, three-time player, he was a three-time All-Pro, and one-time Super Bowl champion as a member of the Seahawks' legendary Legion the of Legion Boom, of Boom yeah. secondary. Brian that this was back in the days Brian when you Bosworth actually was not part of the Legion yeah. of Boom. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so Thompson used a Ford's driver's license that had his own photo and Thomas's information to create a bogus bank account. He then used that account to transfer auto titles, including one for a Rolls-Royce Cullinan's SUV, which he drove to the bank on the day he was arrested. He's accused of transferring titles to several vehicles and then selling them, and it's unclear how he got physical physical possessions of the autos. The sheriff's office said Thomas Credit Union in Texas detected suspicious activity at Jefferson's Financial in June, notifying authorities that it was not Thomas who opened an account with the New Orleans Bank. Thomas was arrested a second time when he attempted to retrieve the Rolls-Royce in a diff- different vehicle that had been reported stolen. And he's free on bond. His attorneys declined to comment. The feds are also part of the case. Thomas and his ex-wife filed for divorce in 2020 were later involved in a Christmas Eve incident that year in which both broke out weapons during an argument in a parking lot. And Thomas was then ordered to stay at least 400 feet away from Nina. He accused him of cheating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Identity theft, honestly, no laughing matter. Right. Uh, it, it can literally slow your life down for about five years. You're right. Longer than that. Getting it right. Get rid of it. Well, it's a brave man that decides to do that to a bad dude like Earl Thomas. I mean, yeah, that, well, that was a bad man. Well, he's going to be doing The it. second baddest compared to Brian Bosworth. The Boz, <laughs> as he's known throughout the league. Who's now making a fortune on Dr. Pepper ads for <laughs> no <laughs> apparent <a> reason. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what he is getting paid for those Dr. Pepper he's ads. Getting, he getting a he's he's good on him. He's good on him. I'll give him that. The Boz. Boz, who got run the fuck over by her. Oh, Walker. did he ever? Okay, no, I, Bo Jackson. What? Bo Jackson. Yeah. Smoked right. his ass. I need you guys at the end to to weigh in on this. So follow this story closely with me. We're we're gonna go to. It's the, hard to follow anything that you do closely, Mike. But we'll try. Follow at a, at whatever distance is safe for you, Woody. Um, <laughs> we're going to the state of Maryland, where a former Maryland teacher allegedly engaged in sex acts with an underage middle school student, mm-hmm. according to police, who say there could be more victims. Melissa Marie Curtis, who's now 31, was a teacher in Montgomery Village Middle School in Maryland when the alleged abuse is said to have happened back in 2015. The abuse allegedly continued for several months when Curtis was 22. So she's 31 now. Uh, This uh, uh, started when she was 22. The victim, who is now an adult, came forward with allegations in early October which led to the investigation into the former teacher. 
Police have not yet released any details about the alleged sexual abuse, but detectives have said they believe there may be other victims, although they have not said why they believe there may be other victims. There's a picture of Curtis, the former teacher. Will be in the new Jim Chapman bonus. Yes, she will. Yes, she will. Curtis was employed by the Montgomery School District for two years, according to police. She also taught at Lake uh, Lakelands Park Middle School, another school in Montgomery County. A warrant for Curtis's arrest was issued on October 31st on charges of sexual abuse of a minor and multiple accounts of third and fourth degree sexual offenses. She turned herself in on Tuesday morning. Detectives encourage potential victims to call and they give out a number to call. Um, so I want to say a couple things about this story. First, there's a good chance that all of this is true. And second, there's an equally good chance that all of this is bullshit. Right now, uh, I'm kind of leaning toward bullshit. It's been eight years since 2015. So why is the victim only coming out now? What actual evidence is there other than the alleged victim's word that anything happened? How come we don't know the victim's name? They're an adult now. Maybe there is evidence. It might not be physical evidence, but maybe they wrote something in a journal or shared their story with a friend at the time and swore them to secrecy. That kind of thing is possible, but there's nothing about anything contemporaneous to when this uh, these uh, crimes were supposedly committed in the report. So uh, second, the, the bat signal calling for other victims to come forward. I've I've been through this before uh, with another case that we won't get into right now, but uh, but a lot of times it's come forward. Your uh, identity will remain anonymous, and uh, uh, and when you're talking about the kind of money, Montgomery County, Maryland is is the wealthiest county in that state. It's DC suburbs, high end DC suburbs. There, they got plenty of money to settle. Cases like this, and many times people with deep pockets will settle a case uh, to make it go away quickly rather than, uh, than than drag their good name through the court. I'm not saying she didn't do these things, but um, she's being dragged, her name, her reputation, all the way through, and nothing has been presented anywhere, and there's nothing you else in her life. You know what hasn't been presented yet. They're not going to give you everything they're not going to make an arrest and, and be able to get a warrant from a judge unless there's viable evidence, at least probable cause, whether it goes through and be adjudicated, that's to be seen. But I've had so many victims that come forward way, way many years after, and especially after you put up the bat signal, and one husband and wife team got away with it for 40 fucking years. And I was able to go back and find 30-something uh Victims and most that were adults that didn't want any part of it. Now they were married and had their own kids. So, but I would, you found I would real say, evidence. I, I would say, damn right, I did. Okay. And, and I would say that you you, you reserve. Ju- I would reserve judgment to these people. Do their job. They're they're gonna. They will be people that will come out and and try to just get some money out of it. But I, if if it's legit, then the the the, the I wouldn't want my name 
out there, even though I'm an adult now, uh, when this lady raped me as a kid. We're talking about middle school, not high school. Like She was doing a 17-year-old. She's doing like a fifth grader. If she was. If, but, if she but, was. But in the meantime, it, isn't Mike, it supposed to be that— can't make a fucking arrest with nothing. They, it just can't be— Supposed that they have to have something to go off of, and yeah, they have they're to, going they, to continue to investigate the case. And if she did it, fuck her. If she didn't do it, then 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 she needs to get off. I I, okay. I don't believe in convicting people that are innocent, but I also don't believe in and saying, oh well, just because it's the richest school district in that state, that that you know, um, it's probably a lot. You know, just somebody wanting to get some money. Uh, well, uh, like I said, I didn't right. say definitively. I'm just saying I've seen this before, and I'll yeah. bet you a dollar. Just yeah, my seen, gut I've on this. Seen, I know you have. I've seen it a thousand. Okay, times. so a dollar. Uh, I bet you a, a case of whatever you're drinking. Okay, that something's going to come out, and I bet you she's going she, she's going to get convicted. But we will we'll disagree to disagree on this one and table it for this. This is one y'all that we're going to follow. Okay, deal. You got a dollar. All right. All and, right. and if you are a victim, step forward. And, and and if you're not, don't step forward. Right? There you go. You can now take off that belt and Tiffany. move freely around the cabin. That's right. It's Mile High Crime for Friday. And uh, look, we're going to tell you a little bit about a giraffe. Well, we're going to tell you a lot about a giraffe that's right mike peeked up y'all when i said giraffe he's thinking animal story that's not legal custom workers so i'm just wondering if you're sanctioned to cover giraffes <laughs> i am giraffes giraffes for free game custom workers <laughs> at a minnesota airport discovered a traveler had brought a unique souvenir in her luggage giraffe feces that's what? right. That's right. The passenger arrived at Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport from Kenya. The passenger declared giraffe feces and stated she had obtained the droppings in Kenya and planned to make a necklace. The traveler said she had previously used moose feces to make similar jewelry at her home in Iowa. The agency's agricultural specialist seized the box and the excrement was destroyed via steam sterilization. There's a real danger with bringing fecal matter into the U.S., uh, Sutton Burke, director of field operations at the Chicago field office, said. If this person has entered the U.S. and has not declared these items, there is high possibility a person could have contracted a disease from this jewelry and developed a serious health issue. Bringing ruminant animal feces into the U.S. requires a veterinary services permit. The agency noted Kenya experiences African swine fever, classic swine fever, Newcastle disease, foot and mouth disease, mm. and swine ves- vascular disease. Giraffes inhabit 27 of the 47 counties in Kenya. The foundation said the disease has played a little understood role in the decline of giraffe populations throughout the country. That should have been on what the fuck. Yeah. Well, Who the fuck makes necklaces out of draft shit it must be petrified draft shit it must be right well she did uh she did follow the rules in in terms of claim not like she tried to sneak the draft I don't think shit she, into the country right no uh they just discovered she had you know they probably found it in their luggage and said what is this and she said oh, draft I shit thought, i thought she <laughs> I, mean, I thought she claimed no, it. Right. She it. Okay. It was a right. box, and inside the box, they opened it, and they're like, what is this? And she said, draft shit. And I'm going to make necklaces out yeah. of it. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Well, there you go. Never, so, you know, got to give her some credit for unique idea there. Right. Um, Not as good as the. I don't know how hard that giraffe shit the swamp gets. games or whatever. She probably has uh, an Etsy. Boy, you could buy. We ought to buy. Check, yeah, check out Etsy. a store on Etsy. Does, I'm sure. Let's see. Well, your anniversary's coming up. How about some, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how about some hyena idea. dung? Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hyena dung. Gift that keeps on <laughs> giving <laughs> all year round. Scratch and sniff. You can, Don't, make, uh, you can lick your finger and, and, and touch it. <laughs> hey, these are one of a kind. Perfumes, too. It's one of a kind earrings, honey. You know, not everybody can have hy- hyena dung earrings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a lot of husbands yeah. couldn't beat that, right? Kinky crimes for Friday. Yeah, you know this one's pretty good. Uh, um, they were looking to cop a feel and wound up feeling a cop. Uh oh! Right, mm. of a group of excited women were caught on camera mistaking a dashing police officer for a male stripper as he tried <laughs> to shut down their rowdy party. Right. The, the incident was filmed by one of the party goers who later posted the footage to TikTok where it's gone to more than 8,000 views. When the cop rocks up to shut down your event, but you all think he's a stripper, the amateur videogra- uh, videographer known as Lisa wrote. The footage shows the cop bursting through the front door as the female fun seekers squeal with delight. Stripper, stripper. <laughs> One giddy woman can be heard exclaiming as several attendees start grinding up against the officer. The clip cuts off before any further action can be seen, but Lisa claims the cute cop ended up leaving the party shortly after that mortifying moment. The way he ended I'm up sure just he was leaving, real right. The way he ended up leaving, he wanted to get out of there before the lights saw the video. <laughs> the way he ended up just leaving because everyone started twerking around him. The TikToker uh, said, "Several viewers were humored by the mistake, taking to the comment section to share their thoughts." Bro, low key was happy about the call out. One amused viewer wrote, <laughs> implying that they noticed a small. A smile break out across the officer's face. I bet it did. The cop wouldn't be the first to go from law enforcement to exotic dancer. And should he seek a change of career? Last year, one ex-officer made the news after revealing she repurposed her handcuffs to become a stripper. After three decades in the force, Michelle Walton, 51, wows crowds with a frisky routine inspired by her previous job as a police officer. I created a stripping cop routine as I already have the nightstick and handcuffs, she declared in the interview. <laughs> hey. right? She says, look, like 51 years old. Look, and, and I'm with- she said, well, she said, my routine involves walking up on the stage, waving two blue lights around and then stepping up on a chair and pretending to direct traffic. Then taking the first layer of my clothing off, she said, and I then step into the audience and dish out tickets with the offense of being too sexy. That's funny. Write me a ticket. Yeah, you probably shouldn't send Bobby Beefcake, uh, the cop, to that location. Well, you could send anybody but a bunch of horny women drinking. Let me tell you, I got that video, and I'm going to post it on Facebook, y'all. And this this is a legit cop. And he walks in, and they totally think he's a stripper. It's hilarious. And he says, you know, all right, we got to, you know, we got to shut this down. And they all just start twerking, right. grinding. Oh, oh, take yeah, your clothes off. This sucker starts smiling, man. It's right. funny. It's like going it's to Texas Club for uh, yeah. ladies night back in the day when they had the male strippers from yeah. six to nine. And women got to drink for free. And the men got in at nine. Yeah. Shooting fish in a barrel. Shooting fish in a barrel. 
That's, That's what right. Mike said. All right. I could well, bring good, up the latest good. episode of the Housewives of Beverly Hills where they go to Washington. Uh, they go to Las Vegas and see the uh, what's it called? The what was the movie? Mike. Uh, uh, Magic Mike. Yeah, they do. They go to the Magic Mike live show. Yeah. The what city don't they have a Housewives story about? Uh, New Orleans, Denham, Baton Rouge, Springs. Yeah. Springs. yeah. Bangers. Let's go to the desert to find today's moron. <laughs> Arizona, at around 2.30 p.m. on November 5th, today's brain surgeon, Jason Tyler Smith, seized control of a Phoenix Fire Rescue 903 with one patient and four Phoenix Fire personnel inside the interior of the ambulance. Hmm. So this guy decided to steal an ambulance right. with a patient right. and four fire rescue. It's actually happened quite a few times. Well, the ambulance had been parked outside in the area of Jackson Street and 3rd Avenue, which is downtown Phoenix. The defendant drove approximately... 377 feet, 377 feet before one of the firefighters pushed him out of the driver's seat. Uh, I'm sorry, I just 377 feet is pretty funny. Um, the, the guy then tried to run from the area and was taken into custody by police just a couple of blocks away. Investigators state that Smith has a criminal history that involves a five-year stint in Arizona prison for armed robbery. Smith was also sentenced to 30 days jail following an arrest in May of 23 for shoplifting in Scottsdale. Court documents also state that Smith was on probation at the time of the incident. And so a judge has set a $4,500 bond for Smith and a preliminary hearing is scheduled for the 15th of November Stealing an ambulance and making it all of 377 feet yep. away certainly earned you some dumb, banjos. Dumb criminal. Ooh. He walked out of the hospital and took the ambulance. Remember that? Yeah. He didn't couldn't get a ride home, and so he took the ambulance. And, like, literally took it. I do remember that. What in, in the in criminal. the fugitive, what's his name? Steals the ambulance. Remember? Oh, that's right. Tommy Lee. No, not Tommy Lee. No, 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 no. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Time to put your hands up. Super cops. Get low to the ground and spread them. While we honor today's super cop. And we are honoring today's super cop, and we're going to take you to Toluca. How you like that? Toluca. Toluca. A Toluca Police Department patrolman was awarded the Medal of Valor during the Toluca City Council meeting for pursuing a homicide suspect while off duty. And this is in the Cheyenne Territory, Mike. So this is Indian ah, territory okay. or Native American territory, I should say. On October 18th, Ohava Soto. And uh, forgive me if I mispronounce those names. And a few of her friends were finishing the night with dinner at Brahms. Their meal ended in a foot chase for a man suspected of killing two people in a shooting earlier that evening. Soto, who was off duty at this time, 
said she and a few friends had just finished jiu-jitsu class when they made their way to Brahms. Meanwhile, across town at, at a residence, three people were shot, two of them killed and one injured. Jordan Hensley, the, the uh, shooter, fled on foot, prompting Toluca Police Department officers to launch a search. While Soto was at Brahms, she noticed a couple patrol cars driving past. She pulled up her computer-aided driving uh, design system on her phone to see what was happening. As the night went on, Soto monitored the CAD system to see what was developing, and in the notes section of the app, she noticed the name Jordan Helmsley listed as a possible suspect. She was like, oh man, I know this kid. I just dealt with him last month. The people who were with me were like, that's crazy. After the friends finished their meal, Soto trailed behind the group and was the last one to leave. She glanced over, saw a guy standing there, and they locked eyes. I immediately recognized who it was. I knew it was Jordan Hensley. Soto said she tried to take the suspect into custody, but he swung at her, grazing her face and breaking her grip on him. Uh, Hensley bolted to another area, then headed down the street, eventually through a parking lot of Cherokee Elementary. With Soto in pursuit the whole time, she jumped a fence into the schoolyard and saw Hensley scale another fence and ended up evading other police officers who were nearby. Soto said she then lost sight of Hensley, but shortly thereafter he was arrested by another group of officers. When it came time to receive the Medal of Valor for her efforts to catch the suspect, Soto said she didn't expect to earn the award, but she did. She uh, summed it up by saying, as a Christian, I just believe God is in control of everything and everything happens for a reason. I feel like he had me there for a reason. And we'll post this hero cop, Miss Soto, she is on the Facebook page. She's a, a total hero. hero right? And wow. uh and got a you know, five five attempted murders, two two actual murders. Right. And she is our super cop for today. Super cop, super cop. <laughs> And that's it. That's all we got. Well, gentlemen, it's another good one. Y'all um, will continue to keep you updated on these photos and, and everything that Jim's working on and being able to go to different sections of the story and listen to the time-wise and everything else. And love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing. And if you are so inclined, leave us a review. And we couldn't do it without you lifers Mike anything uh just I guess no <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> nothing you want me to get into after after further consideration no nothing <laughs> alright well then on that note until next time I'm Jim Chapman and I'm Woody Everton and I'm Mike Agavino for real life real crime daily peace Jenny Wyatt Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.